Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. I really hope you don't use those headphones on a regular basis. I do. All day or every day now, just when I'm playing games. Oh my goodness, it's so loud. I don't have it that loud on my computer. It's so loud. It's so loud. That's Wells. That's Josh. That's Jeff. I'm Wells and I'm deaf. What? Huh? Yes. <laughs> Bad jokes. First base. So uh, what's new? What's been happening? I uh, went out to Divine the other day. It's been a couple weeks. We did some pickups of some uh, couple new things and uh, good times. Cool. I pretend I did more than that, but I really don't know what I have. Well, cool story, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, I mean, the fact that I even got out, man, give me some credit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he does better than I do all the time. You, you, you played a second time? No, it's not done playing yet, sir. Okay, it is definitely louder than the moment is. Yeah, because I've never heard this part of the song. Yeah, it's just not done playing yet. Also, Wells, what about you? You always so, do shit. Yeah, so Liz and I have been keeping track of the breweries that we have visited as a couple. Oh, Lord knows we've seen, like, you know, been to a lot of breweries separately, yeah. you know. Um, but we've been logging the ones that we visited together, and... Uh, recently crossed the 100 threshold nice and we made it a good one too we went up to high branch the new one up in concord yes um which is gigantic where's our new spot at i know uh, i remember we were talking we talked a couple shows back about them getting a new spot if so you know how they were like on one side of cabarrus and now they're yes. equidistant on the other side Okay. Like okay, you can so still see Cabarrus from their new spot, but it's behind it instead of in front. It's like around that back corner. Sure. Almost. Oh, nice. And I'll tell you, their covered patio is as big as their entire former space. It, it, well, it's amazing. Yeah, because well, they didn't always open that back room, but yeah, I mean, they did have. Yeah. It was surprisingly large if mm-hmm. you weren't looking for it. It was great. Good times. Solid beer. I'll have some for a future, future, future show. Uh, since we're kind of full at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's the other the other news. We got a, a porch bomb from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, thanks to Scott, uh, who texted me, and he's <laughs> like, you, hey, Scott. you guys like fresh hops? And I'm like, duh. Not all of them all the time, but I mean, you know, as a general principle, you know, like the fresh hop beer. Dang. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're off to a great start. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, we like those. And he's like, well, cool. Uh, I'm going to send you some stuff. And then he started texting me pictures. Uh, he's like, you should this. And what about this? And I'm like, uh-huh. 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 I mean, I'm not going to uh-huh. tell you no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, Well, I don't know. I mean, he did hold up a bottle of uh, um, shit. Uh, Spice Wars. Um, what? Fremont Dark, Dark Star. The Spice Wars one is like licorice and cinnamon and a bunch of other crazy stuff in it. And I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you to the Spice Wars. But the rest of them. You know, thank sent, you. Sent a bottle course. of rusty nail that we'll have on the show at a later time, uh, which is one of those that I'd always heard of but never actually. Yeah, tried. you were talking about it a couple of episodes ago. And yeah, I was that like, gives me some time to make sure I'm current with my tetanus shots. Yes, yes. yes. Do your research. Make sure you get your shot. <laughs> I heard I might have a reaction to tetanus shots, so uh, no, I'm, right. I'm just going to risk getting tetanus because not that many people die from tetanus. You know, it's it's sure. all a big pharma myth. <laughs> It's all it's all big rusty nail myth. Big rusty, big, big rusty, big, big, big rusty nail. nail wants you to believe that you need to get a tetanus shot. Damn big rusty nail. Uh, I as is tradition did nothing. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. One of these days we'll get you out of here. Yeah. One of these days. I just need to 
get my shit together. Well, and work has got me so slam busy. Like even on a weekend, but well, not weekends. But I was like, eh. no, 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 not weekends. Football is weekends. Well, Sundays. Okay. Saturdays, whatever. I, I give or take college football. Kataba uh, has sold. Oh yeah! Wow, we're just get, jumping right on in. Yep. Fuck it. Let's roll. We have talked about Catawba uh, uh, Brewing, based out of Morganton, North Carolina, with locations in Asheville and Asheville, and of course Morganton, and also Charlotte. Uh, they bought Palmetto a couple couple right. years ago. Right. I forgot yeah. about that. So there's you know there's Charleston. Of course, they've got their own seltzer brand, uh, Twisp. 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 Sure. Um, well, anyway, Catawba and Palmetto and Twisp just got bought by uh, a par- the parent company of Oyster City Brewing based out of Florida. I've never heard of Oyster City Brewing. Neither have like, I. Straight uh, up. They, at least from the, the oh. looks of it, they had kind of a small distro footprint anyways, only five states. So it wasn't like they were going all over the place. But, you know... The old days, we would look at this and say, this doesn't make any sense. How does a small brewery buy this larger brewery? And what we're seeing more of now is smaller or maybe newer startups have a lot more funding. And this is a quick, easy way to expand. Well, and not only that, but, you know, the guys that founded Catawba are getting old. They're... Sure. One of them's 60, and he's like, you yep. know what? It's time for me to get out of this game. Is 60 really old, though? It depends on where you're at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how much physical labor you're doing and how much you want to do and, you know, what you want to do with that I mean, golden years, so to speak. It's like I would imagine like a lot of folks that in the 90, late 90s, early 2000s that got into brewing, they got into it because they enjoyed it. It was fun, something they did with their friends and or family. It took off. They made a bunch of money. But after 20 years, especially going through COVID, I mean, I I have nothing but respect for cashing out if you can. Yeah. Oof. More power to them. I, unfortunately, or whatever, haven't had a Catawba beer in a long time. White Zombie, I think, was was it White Zombie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's maybe the last one of theirs that I've had. Wow. No, you've had the CLT'd because we had it on the show. Right, yep. right. The beer they called CLT that was not made in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. At first. Yep. At a seven, first. A 704 made in the 828. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah, so you you, you lie, sir. Uh, you know, I oh, remember a lot of things. There was that Dunkin' Donuts, Donuts Porter that you guys had from there that yep. we brought on the show, and it was terrible. I didn't have it. Yeah, she wanted seemed, to burst seemed, in and say hello. Seemed like a good idea at the time. She, she legit just burst it in like, hello. Do you have my bone? God, it's like my cat in the bathroom with the door shut it's like no i'm coming in here and then i'm gonna leave and yep. then i'm gonna leave as soon as you let me in i want out yeah yep <laughs> i just want to make you uncomfortable and, and god the- forbid if you shut that door again with me in it because yep. all hell will break loose <sighs> and you might be even busy trying to do something but yeah guess what guess <laughs> what motherfucker now you got some claws up your leg <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's so rude i don't i don't jump in there when he's doing his business in his litter box right I mean, well, oh, your cat's an asshole, so yes. there's that. That is true. It's getting ready to be long pants season. <laughs> yeah. You won't, you won't be afraid to come over anymore. I might be kind of safe to come over, but God, 
It's like prison rules. Don't even walk by it, dude. Not even don't look at it. Don't walk by it. It, 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 He will shank you. Yeah, I I walked into Wells' house one day for a very short amount of time. And that was the one thing Wells said to me. Stay away from the cat. You just don't want any knowledge. Don't 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 make eye contact. (laughs) It's like prison rules, dude. Crazy. Do not think that you're going to come in and make it your bitch. Because you're not. Okay, it's like. It's it's not going to happen. It runs this town. But I'm so yeah. good with cats. Yeah, not this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah This that would be fine if this was an actual cat. However, yeah, this, this is, is a feral spot. monster. Yes. Have y'all seen Pet Cemetery? <laughs> it's actually uh, half opossum. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's thinking, he's like, yeah, that's probably right. This is possible. Uh, so back to beer news. Yes, back to yeah. beer news after that little derailment. Uh, if we all remember the Black is Beautiful moon bit that happened. Yeah. yeah. And you know, one of the Black and Beautiful was a, you know, collaboration. Collaboration. Like a ton of breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, the original recipe came out of Texas, I believe. Correct. And they kind of just gave it to everybody. Make your own. Donate money to this fund. Um, we even had somebody locally make a mead out of the recipe, which was super yeah, that fun. Was Amazing. Yeah. 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 So what's going on with the the Black is Beautiful folks? They're uh, coming to Charlotte. Yeah. Coming to Charlotte and starting an incubator. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, this for is a, an incubator for like brewer stuff? Or? Uh, for black owned breweries and businesses. Fantastic. Weathered Souls. Okay. Yeah. Nice. They're going to be settling in over in the Loso area of Charlotte like, like you Everybody. do. Um, really next door to Red Clay Cider Works, which is... Oh, okay. Going to okay. be really cool. Like, yeah. just right next door. Which um, is great. And I wonder if I wonder if anything have, of that has to do with the fact that Red Clay made that mead, I believe. Right? No, it was Good Road. Good Road. Oh, dang it. Um, Never mind. Not good only. Try. Good try. I, try, I tried to sound smart, you guys. Like, every now and then. Not only are they going to be next door to Red Clay, but they're going to be basically across the street uh, from Gilda, which is... You know, planning on opening a small brewery in the Loso Village area. Yeah, I'm seeing their beer around town. Well, cool. They've got distro, but sure, it's it's coming. They're making progress on their uh, building. I rode my bike there a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, I'd have to imagine that maybe COVID kind of put a pause on that. Eh, slowed things down a bit. Gotcha. You don't want to be like rushing full steam ahead into. You know, you don't want to rush a brewery to begin with, but especially like. These days. Yeah, that's true. If you have the ability to so, be yeah. a little bit more methodical, I think you should. That's a good point. No, I think this is awesome. And, you know, we have, as three white dudes on the show, talked about the lack of diversity that is existent in the craft beer world. And it's not anything that we can help control, but right. I'm all for this. This is awesome. Uh, I, I like the part here where it talks about how they actually raised more than $2 million for that Black is Beautiful. Like, yeah, that's, you never, that's cool. I, you know, we don't always do a good job following up on, like, here's the thing that's happening, and it's for a good cause. We never don't always do a good job of following up on how good of a cause it act or how good they did for the cause. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome news. And, you know, I, for one, welcome us slowly but surely taking over Asheville as the destination place to show up for craft beers within another 10 years well yeah it's gonna take a while you know especially since i don't look at it as like number of breweries i mean so much as like breweries per capita or quality too well that, yeah that that too <laughs> but i mean hell half of them are moving here yeah we'll we'll talk about that in a minute 
So Jeff. Oh yes. So uh, uh, again, uh, nice porch bomb from Scott. Uh, a bunch of beer. It is fresh hop season in uh, the Pacific Northwest, and so you probably don't realize it, but if you drink a lot of hoppy beer, odds are you're drinking hops that most likely, at, at least some of them, have come from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Yakima Valley is uh, a very well known for their hop culturing, and um, now is about the time of year where. They start bringing in hops fresh and start brewing with them fresh, hence the fresh hop season. Um, if you've never been or, or brewed beer, a lot of times uh, the hops that people use to make beer is pelletized, ground up, pelletized. It's, it's uh, I don't call it shelf stable, but because uh, you want to keep it frozen. But I mean, like it for the most part, it's. Well, I mean, here's an easy way, at least. In- my eyes to explain it. If you've ever used a pellet cooker before, it's the same basic concept. You're pelletizing instead of it producing smoke, it produces hot flavors, hop aromas, hop oils. It's, yeah, it's a more efficient usage um, if you use wet hops versus dried, like whole cone hops versus pellets. You know, you're looking at like a for every one pound of pellets, it's like two pounds of whole cone dry. Or oh wow. Four, to four pounds of whole cone wet. Woo! Wow, that's a big difference. Don't quote me on that, but that's that. That's like. Pretty, I mean, that makes sense. That's it's a market difference. It. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And so you know, it's it becomes a it's it's a big thing. All the breweries get excited about it. Um, when we were on Beercation 1.0, uh, we were at Deschutes the day they were expecting their haul to come in. Mm-hmm. They had staff literally playing around in the parking lot, waiting for the truck to show up, <laughs> which was kind of fun. You know, like they were just—it's like all, Christmas Day. Yeah, they were all super excited about it. It makes total sense. Uh, it's a really big deal. However, unfortunately, it seems like some of the wildfires uh, in that general West Coast region have caused some issues. And uh, so, um, you all may remember last year when Scott sent us a can of the Kawichi Canyon from mm-hmm. Fremont. Yes. Um, I think that might have even been the one we tapped or something like that. It was very well received. Um, Yeah, they started noticing that smoke had gotten into the hops that they were using in that in that beer. And so, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's it's really hurting them a lot there. Um, They got to work that, you know, they're really more than anything, you know, they want to make sure because it, you know, it's got a different aroma. It's got a little bit of a different flavor. Well, I mean, just a dumb question, Wells. I'm assuming that if your pops incidentally got smoke on them. Smoke taint. Uh, By the way, I'm claiming that as our new band name. There is nothing you can really do to overcome that in the brewing process, is there? Brew a Ralk beer, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's kind of what I figured. Like, Like, oh no, it's going to have a slightly smoky taint to it. Well, make a smoky beer, I guess. That's the only... No, there's no way that you can get rid of that. Okay. I, I didn't mean, know, like, if you could chemically somehow, like, treat uh, it or... I think you just release the beer and call it smoke taint. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a shame. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty exciting season for everybody up there. And, like, even after getting this big porch bomb, Scott's sending me more pictures. He's like, oh, I'm having this. Look at these I just got. And, you know, he's... It's like this needs to be a holiday, and I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great. Do like a like a full week holiday, just like they do for like the Kentucky Derby." Yeah. Like if you've never been around anybody that lives in that Louisville, Lexington area, when it gets to be Kentucky Derby time, like the city shuts down. Oh, really? Not, yeah. I mean, like hmm. it's just kind of a 
a very like everybody's on the same page. We're all just not going to do anything this week. Oh, that's cool. Uh, PSA friendly reminder: Celebration is a wet hopped beer, not a Christmas beer. Right. Although it technically comes out before wet hop season really starts, most of what you're getting with that isn't full wet hop beers like what we're drinking tonight. But it's meant to be a wet hop beer, and everybody always confuses it because of the fucking label, thinking yep. it's a Christmas beer. It There's is not. a snowy house on it. Yep, it is not. And but look, it, celebration is a Christmas beer the same way Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Fight me. Okay, are fair those, enough. Are those separate statements? No, no. no I mean, it's they. They are, both, they are both true statements. <laughs> they are both true statements. Although, if you were drinking Celebration all the way in December, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. That That's one of those, like, I will start drinking it as soon as I see it. It's in cans this year. Yeah. You guys seen that? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I cannot wait Which to have means, Celebration I, in cans. And maybe it'll hold on a little better. Maybe. Maybe. But it's, you know, again, like, the, the fresh hop season is fun because a lot of times the breweries will really, like, zone in on, like, one specific hop. Yep. And this is their thing. Uh, we've got a couple like that tonight. And then uh, some for the, for the next. Well, that, that are like. means two. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. But some of these oh. are like either one or two hop, you know, to kind of focus in on that. So, you know, the brewers really liked it. Uh, it's, it's a fun thing. So, yeah. Cool. Huzzah. Huzzah. So Goose Island, as, as we know, our beloved favorite craft brewer. Wait, no. Wait, wait. That's not right. Um. It's those people that make that one beer that all the craft brewer uh, craft beer fans are still okay with, but they don't drink any other Goose Island beer. Like, Ew, Budweiser. Hey, you got some of that uh, Bourbon County? You got that BCBS? Uh, so they tried to unionize before COVID happened. And company, How'd that work out? Yeah, a company, of course, didn't really like that. And then they laid off the leaders of the trying to get a union going. Of course, other people lost their jobs, too. But when you're looking at almost every single one of the union organizers getting, and I mean like 85% of the organizers getting the axe, it's like, it's kind of hard to look at that as an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Which sadly we've, we've seen this time and time again in the craft beer world and in other industries, Um, you know. Take your stance aside about unions. If you want to form a union and everybody around there wants to, then it should be able to happen and you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't be punished for it. I mean, according to this article in the Chicago Tribune, uh, 75% of Goose Island staff was in support of joining said union. So that's not a little bit. No. You know, this wasn't a barely, barely thing. But, of course, things got squirrely in COVID. Not everybody's going to maintain their employment um, just because cuts have to happen. But this, yeah. this just seemed, it seems like targeting. As they like to say in upper leadership, uh, the optics on this are bad. Well, kind of like uh, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago at Fremont. Same thing happened. Yep. So, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily... Know that a union is the right answer, but I mean, I can't imagine that somebody that was working even as a sellerman at Goose that is now owned by AB, I can't ma- imagine you're making a boatload of money and you're doing some pretty not fun stuff. 
Like, I don't know if people understand, like, it's so funny to me to look at some of the, cause I spend way too much time on Reddit, looking at some of these Reddit posts about these guys that want to open breweries. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea what you're getting yourself into. Do you? Mm-hmm. You have well, no I made, clue. I made a couple batches of homebrew for a friend's wedding and they all said it was really good. And I got a standing ovation and everybody toasted me at the wedding and said, I should open my own brewery. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you made a good beer at once. Well, and then made the rest of it up. Even if all that happened, there's a lot that goes into opening a business. Yeah, because that's of any kind, but especially like a a production heavy, like physical labor heavy. Yes, uh, for real business like brewing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's why I don't really homebrew anymore because it's ninety five percent cleaning and yeah. it's five percent brewing. I don't mind making things, cooking, you know, all that kind of stuff. I hate cleaning. Yeah. Are you going to open a restaurant because you love cooking? No. Yeah, me neither. Because I don't want to do the cleaning. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, especially when you're doing home brewing, you're cleaning on a very large but small scale of these 5 to 15 gallon containers. And, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. I couldn't imagine having to do it in a production facility. And then I'm hauling kegs around and I'm doing all this other. That's why you have a pallet jack. Well, I, still, you know what I mean. It's I do know what you mean because I've done it. It's not so bad. I don't. I some days I miss it, but then other days I wake up and I still have back problems from like ten years ago. Oh, I bet. So there's it's that. fine to wake up and say I wouldn't mind doing that today. Yeah. But I don't know how many times you're going to wake up and say yes for the next four straight weeks. I wish to have that job again. Yeah, I'll I'll stand. I'll sit in my cushy little office and be happy. I, and, and you know, and probably die way earlier, but it's okay. You know how it is. Whenever you're really interested into a hobby or something like that, inevitably somebody asks, "Well, why don't you go and like open a, a place for that?" And you know, because yeah. I'm you know I'm into beer. I have people ask me that. Well, have you ever thought about opening a brewery? And I'm like, yes, I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Not in the way of like I really want to do it, but you know, like. Theoretically, it seems like it'd be fun. Yeah. And then I relay this the story the last time we made, I think the last time we made beer at Birdsong, where like we weighed out the grains and stuff like that and kind of stirred a couple times. And we didn't have to clean up anything because there was an intern that did it. Yep. And that was the best brewing day ever. Yeah. Because we really didn't have to clean anything. And yeah. that's that's how I would want it. Yes. Uh, open a restaurant, all paper plates. <laughs> So speak oh, food truck. My bad. Yeah, there you go. Open going up. going back to Asheville talk. Yeah, and going back to Charlotte talk. I yeah. Guess. Speaking wait. of, uh, Highwire is opening their own little tap room here in South End. I Where? can't wait to not go. It's going to be down the street from Sycamore. Oh, okay. I mean, probably like a one block radius of like just what I consider the epicenter of the worst place in Charlotte. Like. You won't catch me dead over there. Well, and I was say, is it is it because of where it is, or is it because of who it is? Dun dun dun. Because let's face it, Highwire was one of those big darlings, and then yep. they kind of got a little too big for their britches, and we were all like, mm, "Yeah, no, well, not it anymore." Seems like, yeah, it does seem like they were a little bit more focused on keeping their expansion going into other states versus. Uh, keeping their quality up necessarily. Yep. Although in a recent trip to Asheville, I did go to like the big top mm-hmm. like production facility that they have and 
had a good time. Yeah. I mean, they have some really good beer on tap. It's just, it. this is going to sound weird. It was the worst beer I had that day. And that's just because everyone else was just rocking them. I mean, like, I don't know that that sounds not, weird. I know, but it's it's not that their beer was bad. It was just on that spectrum. It just came in last place. It, it kind of like, this is probably unfair, but it's kind of like there was a time and a place where you look at, if you go back and you look at our tasting list, there were some breweries that we kept going back to time and time and time again. And they were, we just loved them to death. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if they changed or we outgrew them or it's a little bit of both, but we just don't have a whole lot from Stone. Or New Belgium. Well, we, or, we, we had a stone beer on last week. Yeah, yeah. and how did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> or Foothills or Highwire. Yeah. There's a lot of these. They say in the article, you know, typically when Highwire moves into a new place, they try to find like an area that's a little bit more up and coming. And now they're dropping themselves smack in the middle of South End, Charlotte. And like, well, good luck. I mean, no yeah. sarcasm. Good luck with that. Because you are in the absolute middle of some of Charlotte's hot breweries and you're not from here. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine <clears throat> based on the high volume of high density housing that is in that area, they're probably wagering that it doesn't matter. Yeah. They'll do fine. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be hurting. Nah, they won't. And if, and if they are, you know, maybe not doing so good. You know, they've got like a dozen other locations, it seems like, to fall back on. So maybe not that many, but damn, they are, they do have like more than five. Yeah. Oh, it's I not saw just that. In and North I was Carolina, like, it's several states. Yeah. Like, Knoxville and Louisville. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. That's, that was crazy. Uh, speaking again of Asheville, they uh, contributed about $935 million to the economy in 2019. Yeah, we don't have 2020 numbers just yet. Of course, that's going to be looking kind of dire just because <laughs> of what 2020 was. But people, this is what really yanks my chain about anytime news comes about, like a new, another brewery opening in Charlotte. They're like, great, another brewery. We don't need any more breweries. Like, dude, Asheville is bringing $935 million in revenue to like Asheville breweries. Yeah. to our state's economy like that's a big deal it's a big deal yeah. and i mean i think it even says at some point in oh that's right uh Asheville breweries themselves have uh, contribute one third of all the total revenue of north carolina breweries which is just wild to think about that's like, crazy so yeah as you know to your point earlier i would love to see charlotte uh outrank Asheville suddenly it's going to take us a long time does that number include Sierra Nevada and New Belgium I don't know because if it did I mean that would kind of tip the scales a little heavily but it's Um, one of the largest you know manufacturing employers in the Asheville area it's I don't know God gonna have to look at that itty bitty little piece of thing Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any breweries in there. So, but I mean, that is a good point. It's nothing to sneeze at. That's no, that's a lot of absolutely not. That's a lot of revenue. Yeah, there's a lot of cheddar. But that's you know local jobs. That's local tax dollars. That's 
you know, keeping money inside your the community. What was that? I don't even know. This page wants you to confirm that you actually want to leave? Yeah. What, the X button wasn't a strong enough choice? <laughs> Apparently not. I'm here reading an article. What did you really, th- What like, did you, are you upset I didn't engage in the community? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Mariners have, dis- have signed a long-term lease to redevelop the old Pyramid Brewing building and open a restaurant and a pub. And... I kid you not, after looking at this picture, I thought, wait, is that the link or is that Timo Park? And I had to look up a map and they are like literally right across. Right next the, to each other. Yeah, yeah right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Uh, I was like, and, oh, and then it, Century and Timo Park look a lot alike from one side. I was right. like, ah, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pyramid. The old pyramid was literally right across the street from the ballpark. Um, we went to a game there and at. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called back then. Um, got to see a Petco. Wasn't maybe. it? I think uh, it was no. Petco Field. No, it was after that. It don't matter. Safeco? Yes, Safeco. Got to see Griffey uh, in his nice. last run. He struck out. But, I mean, just to see the dude swing, I mean, like. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like Back during the time where I cared about baseball, he was a big deal. So, at any rate, we, uh, when we first got to know Scott and his wife, we would they would have uh, pyramid beer shipped in, and that's a lot of times what we would drink. Their half was really good, and uh, so when we went out there with them and we're kind of touring the area, we went to a game and we we're like, well, we got to go to Pyramid, you know, and right. Like, it's just it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's right here. Yeah, it's a fun memory. I was kind of sad when it it got shut down, but at the same time, like I get it. You know, they yeah. weren't they weren't what they used to be for a long time. So. But yeah, so they're going to remodel this and it's going to be a boutique brew pub. Yeah, they're partnering with a a brewery in Washington. It's what like Washington State's first black owned brewery. And it's called if he would just scroll down a little bit. There we are. Uh, Meteor? Meteor? Yeah, I, I can't speak French. Uh. M-E-T-I-E-R. <laughs> mm, my bad. Anyway, uh, that brewery has been open since 2018. Um, so it's not like the Mariners are partnering with another, like a big brew operation. They're partnering with yeah. like homegrown, um, homegrown brewery. Uh, Which is really cool. cool. Yeah, It's really cool because especially that ball field is well known for having a lot of craft beer options. Uh, yet again, we went to a game there and that's, I mean, like I don't, I don't buy beer at games because I'm cheap. Yeah. I bought two there. I mean, it's, it that's that something. Yeah. It was a good times. When, uh, well, Mac and Jack's, when we went to Atlanta recently and went to games in Mercedes Benz stadium, I was amazed at how like just fantastic the craft beer presence and pricing was in the stadium. But we were looking for something to do, before the game, after the game, and it's like there's nothing here, you know. It's it's just parking lots for, you know, as far as the eye can see, and you know you've got to walk half a mile to get to some place that you know serves. Um, the opposite side, when we went to Atlanta Braves game a couple days later, um, they had this amazing like complex built around the stadium that had 
everything that you wanted to eat and drink and everything you got inside. It's nothing but like Miller products. And I'm like, well, this sucks. So, (laughs) so we're going to miss. So I've been obsessed with, um, sport complexes after this, like not just, you know, it's the way, you know, Panthers just have their, you know, the stadium and then not a whole bunch like in the very immediate area. Right. Um, so it's really cool to see Seattle having a brew pub across the street from the stadium. That's, yeah. That's neat. Good luck getting into it, of course. But Yeah, exactly. Especially I say Wrigley's got one like that, too. I mean, it's a little kind of – it's not. It's, it's a decent-sized place, but they've got one kind of like across the corner. Um, Jason's going to hurt me for not remembering the name of it. but Well, and, and forgive my ignorance, but isn't the Mercedes-Benz Stadium the same place the Superdome was? Because that's like smack dab in downtown Georgia or Atlanta. I, downtown Georgia. Downtown Georgia. Downtown Georgia. It's, I, it's like I, smack dab in the middle of downtown Atlanta. I, the Superdome was. I'm not really familiar with that area. Like, okay. I mean, it's. I, I probably I, spent like 15 years of not going to Atlanta. So I don't know. I will tell you downtown Atlanta and downtown Charlotte are about the same. There is not a soul there on after five o'clock. It is a ghost town. Yeah. And there is not a whole lot to do unless you know exactly where to go. That's true because we were looking for like places to go to, and there yeah. are places. But boy, like if you don't know where you're going, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, like I we, was just trying to find a good place to get picked up by Lyft, and that like, was hard. I'll, I'll never forget the first time that we went, and we went to Dragon Con, and we both were kind of like we're over people. I just need to get out of the situation for a little bit. And all of a sudden, we're on the GT campus. I'm like, huh? I think we're lost. I'm like, where the hell are we? Let's go find a kegger. <laughs> like, this is weird, but yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? But no, well, I agree with you. Um, that is one of the big bummers about going to, at least for me, going to a Panthers game is I'm not a fan of the brewery that's right there. So right. I'm probably not going to walk over there. Not, uh, well, there's not a brewery right there. Well, anymore. But isn't there? But yeah, isn't there isn't someone? There? Else? They were in transition between Hopfly. I mean, from Hopfly to Unknown, whatever. Yeah. And then there's, oh goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a few options, but there's not a ton. And Resident Culture's moving in in that neck of the woods. Okay. Well, that's and, a plus. And then there is also, oh god, there's. No, not Salty Parrot. Now I can't remember. Maybe it is. Whatever. There's a brewery over there that's like... The crap growler shop's over there, too. Yeah. It's and uh, tapping. Yeah. 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 Or I hopping. Mean, whatever's going on. Hopping. Yeah. I can't come come lick our tap hand, or, or yeah. tap faucets. Ah. season. Yeah, hard pass. Hard pass on that. So, no, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of places that could... I mean, Charlotte would be prime for something like this, like... To me, it's right just, near B of A Stadium. Give me a couple of, of brew pubs, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with real estate costs. Oh yeah, and development I mean, I and zoning, and you know all that kind of stuff. But if you, you know, rather than this just being a center for maybe ten events over the course of the year, why not make something with a 365 day presence, right. where you've got a a brew pub. That's going to be open whether or not there's a game, yes. whether it's game day or not. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a brew pub. It could just be just a regular pub pub. Well, and I mean, you know, think about it. Like, we're all kind of, 
we're different when it comes to this, but like, give me a chance to just even look at Wrigley Field. Not even go in. I just look at it. You're right. Like, I could just sit there and eat lunch and and look at it for 30 minutes. That'd be fucking amazing. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. That's right. Are we we ready? (laughs) On that note, yes, I believe so. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be back in 30. for buy no buy and this is a different buy no buy than normal we've already alluded to it but jeff what are we doing for buy no yeah um uh, this show and, and really the majority of next show uh are all uh listener donated beers thanks to scott spokane for sending the porch bomb of fresh hoppy goodness yeah this is like the porch bomb of the year you unloaded those things from your bag I'm like what the heck are we going to do with these yeah, yeah but drink them show you um yeah so uh we got a lot of a lot of fresh hops and a lot of um, you're probably hearing me stall a little bit here as I try to remember what everything is because some of these um, some of these actually say what hops they are so you know again like it's fun when you've got these breweries that are going through and and doing something fun specific with a you know particular hop particular you know variety what have you. Um, First up tonight from Fremont, it's their field to ferment. Uh, this is Centennial and Simcoe. If you weren't... Uh, I don't know who those hops are. You're right. Like, nobody uses those anymore. Not primarily, anyway. Who and who? Right, yeah. You mean it's not Yukonut and whatever else? Idaho um, 7 and right. RX-5 Niner. Right, yes. Was that a Niner in there? <laughs> um, you know, this is a... It's it's good beer. I like it. Um, it is almost like fibrous tasting when you're drinking like a full pour of this. Um, but you know it's it's a good way to kick off fresh hop season. Um, and it's a Fremont beer, so I'm a I'm a buy. Wells. Uh, yep, yeah, that Simcoe kind of pops right through. Uh, Centennials kind of playing second fiddle in this one for me. Um, but damn. I really like it. Um, that's a tasty little easy drinking beer. I could do some real damage on a four pack. Uh, that's a buy. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, this is delicious. There's definitely some cat piss and then. The but only thing. the freshest wet cat piss. Yes, yeah, only the freshest <laughs> wet cat piss. Oh. And then the Centennial kind of kicks back and yeah, this is delicious. Cue the heavy metal soundtrack. Right. Jeff, next beer up. Oh, uh, next, bye, by the way. Oh, Sorry. okay, good. Uh, next beer up uh, from Lumberbeard Brewing, um, which I believe is fairly new-ish uh, in Spokane. This is their Fresh Dreams Pale Ale. Uh, it's brewed with 340 pounds of Sabro wet hops just hours after being picked fresh off the bine. Thank you for saying bine. Bine. Um, I, I like this one a lot, too. Um it's juicy. It's citrusy. I, I, the idea of like, I mean, it's it's like it's like I don't know if you call that a New England pale ale. It's no. pretty cloudy, but um, yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. Uh, I would buy 
by this and Scott, when I'm in, uh, when I finally do make it out there for Beercation 2.0, we're going to Lumberbeard, which I'm sure is severely going to disappoint you, but you know, it is a thing. Wells? Nope, nope, I got that one in here. Just for the next one. Um, especially since we got started talking about smoke taint uh, throughout, uh, you know, earlier parts of the show, there's just something on the ass end of this thing that I, I'm just not a fan of. Um, not really my cup of tea. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's something just isn't so really. Can't put your finger on the taint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't put my finger on the taint. Josh, that's uh, a no buy for me. I'm kind of there with you. There's this weird aftertaste that I can't figure out what it is. Can't put your finger on the taint. No, it's not that. I'm trying to figure out what it is because it's driving me nuts. Like I could, ex- I don't know. It's just got this weird punch on the end that is just not Ooh. doing it for me. I'm also not a hundred percent up on Sabro. It's one of those newer varieties, so it could be just we don't like the hop. Yeah, it's very possible. It's just got this weird play on the back of my tongue. I'm not a big fan of it. No buy. Uh, if you don't like the taint on your tongue, I get it. Next beer up. Next beer up. A uh, collaboration between Fremont. And Seattle Good Business Network. Maybe he just loves the tongue on his taint. I'm just saying. Uh, this is Seattle made a hazy pale ale, clocking in at a whopping five and a half percent. Damn, Jeff. Save some for the next show. Yeah, <laughs> all the heavy hitters tonight. Um, now, um, you know this one's easy drinking. I don't hate it. I don't necessarily love it either. Um, they don't, I don't always click for all of the, the fresh hot beers, and this one's just, it's okay. It's fine. It's just nothing that I'm going to reach forward by. So, uh, no buy for me. Wells? This is like on the cusp of will I buy it, want I buy it, and I'm just going to seesaw on the will side. It's fine. It's inoffensive. It's well-made. It's clean drinking. It's... Um, Got some really nice lupulin notes to it. Uh, it's not great, but it's good enough. Um, so yeah, Josh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of the. I'm teeter totting, but this is a no. I mean, it's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. It's nice, easy, clean drinking, but we have better examples of what this beer style, at least on show one, are so. And I'm excited about show two already, just from what I had with show one beers. So, but yeah, unfortunately, nobody on this one. Next beer up. Uh, next up from Fort George in Astoria, Oregon. This is uh, Fort George's Fresh IPA. Wells, do you have any idea what wet hop they're using here? No. Simcoe hops. Really? Really? Which it doesn't, I mean. I'm not getting what I traditionally associate. Simcoe right. With. And maybe that's the wet hop variation Treatment on rather it. Rather than. Yeah, I don't know. Pelletized. Um, this is. The danger we run into with shows like this is that after a while, we're comparing degrees of difference between IPAs. Um, I will tell you, having had another can of this that I reached for and had a full pour. Uh, I enjoyed this a lot. I would buy this. I would actually kind of enjoy going to Fort George. We, Scott sent us a lot of stuff from them, and it's been mostly good. Um, I'd definitely like to check them out. 
So I'm, I'm going to buy on this one. Well, this kind of reminds me of like gummy bears. Cat piss gummy bears? I guess. Or smoke tank gummy bears. Uh, but like the... Dude, smoke tank gummy bears. Now there's your band name. Uh, like the the clear gummy bear, like the pineapple-y kind of thing. Sure. Like, I'd, I'd really dig this one. the best gummy bear? Yeah. He right. Okay. Oh, holy shit, are all three of us on that boat? Well, but I mean, we, we you have to, it has to be the right brand of gummy bear. Though. Yes, it does. And it That's has to true. be the German ones, not yes. the... Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I saw some things like, I like to eat my gummy bears two at a time, that way they don't have to die alone. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, but, you know, if I had two of these beers, uh, I would drink them back to back. That way they don't have to die alone. This is uh, really good. And bye. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's weird that this isn't Cat Piss Heaven, but it's Cat Piss Light, and it's a good Cat Piss Light. I guess the cat's been drinking a lot of water. Yeah, exactly. No, this is this is awesome. It's just hydrating, this. man. I mean... <laughs> This is it's it's nice, it's piney, it's resiny, it's cat pissy. It is all the things that I want out of a Simcoe beer. So big huge buy. You know, if you ever want some more cat nope, piss. Nope, nope. <laughs> I don't want I don't want prison moonshine. Meaner. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving up. on, not at all talking about prison moonshine. Uh, Hopworks Urban Brewery out of Portland has a fresh hop beer called the Ace of Spades. Now, they call this an Imperial IPA. It's 8.6%. Still counts. Close enough for government work. Um, another one. So, uh, when I was at Divine um, a couple days ago, I took one of the Field of Ferment and I took one of these. And the Field of Ferment, everybody was like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good, you know, but Simcoe, right? You know, it was cat piss a little much. Um, this one resonated a little better. Uh, and especially, again, in more of a vacuum and less of a lineup of a bunch of IPAs that I'm now kind of somewhat regretting, but it is what it is. Um, this is actually, this is really good. Uh, I do like it. It's the Imperial f- feature and it really does kind of mellow things out a little bit. Um, the hops are good. I like this one. Buy for me. Hops by Roy Farms. This is a, a salmon safe brewery site, by the way. Oh, okay. In case you were worried that maybe the salmon were getting caught in the the glycol lines or something. I was. But do they have Roy the simulation game there? That's the important question. Oh. Do I get to play Roy? Because if I can play Roy. It's it's here. It's there. It's I never go back where. to the carpet store. <laughs> well, it's where Roy you at. Roy Farms. Roy Farms. We have... You know, often times on the show talk about how sneaky a beer is. And the year isn't over, but I would like to prematurely crown a champion. Eight, <laughs> 8.6%. This is Pilsner see-through. This is just a gorgeous bouquet of hops. It is not too much. It is an easy drinker. I thought for sure it was going to be in the five six percent range here it is 8.6 i'm like that's crazy this is really good i could probably unfortunately go through a four pack of this in the night and then hate myself in the morning whoops yeah (laughs) oh no anyway uh this is a so it's a no buy okay oh yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah he'll turn uh yeah this is this is great josh no, this is fantastic. This is beautiful. Like, 
to stand out amongst all of these says something. Like, yeah. this is, mm, 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 mm. I love this. And yeah, I could crush a four pack of this on Football Sunday. Yeah. Absolute buy. Final beer up. Final beer up um, from Lumberbeard. Uh, actually, I don't know 100% sure this is a fresh hot beer. Um, Damn it. Yeah. So Does I put that it mean in. We're going to have to scrap the whole show. Yeah. I'm start over. Start over. Let me get the next lineup. <coughs> um, but uh, this is from Lumberbeard in Spokane. Uh, this is called Citra is Awesome. They're using Citra. Gosh, I can hardly read their label here. I'm getting old. Citra Incognito. Does that mean anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. What what is what is Incognito? Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Cryo. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. So maybe it's just like a variant of Citra, but they're using Citra Incognito, Citra Lupomax, and Citra T90... Nine. Do you need a flashlight? It's. You need to get your readers out. T90. Okay. It's T90. Okay. Citra T90. Okay. So three types of Citra, I guess. Um, well, three different presentations of it. There you go. One yeah. of them's like a lupulin uh, scrape. One of them's just uh, pelletized. And the other is. Uh, it's. Uh, it's. It's a Citra that's been looking at porn in incognito mode. Well, obviously it forgot to close out of its browser because we're looking at it now. Damn it. Um, as much as I'm not a huge fan of New England IPAs, uh, I can tolerate this one, uh, especially given the rest of the lineup. This isn't the one that I'm necessarily going to go to, but um, again, in a smaller setting with less variety, uh, this one actually does drink well, and I did enjoy it. So uh, I would buy it at the brewery. Um I don't know that I would necessarily get a bunch of it to ship back unless you guys liked it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you guys are probably want the Hopworks more so. But um, I'm going to buy it conditionally. Teeter-totter on the side of buy. Wells? It's tasty. It screams Citra. This is not a Citra shy beer. You know right away what the heck hop they're using here. Um, and it's good. It's easy. It's not too bitter. It's... It's just a showcase of, I mean, if, if I wanted to do like a, this is a great single hop IPA. So yeah, it's a buy. <laughs> Technically a single hop IPA. It is all Citra. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah, this is delicious. <clears throat> really nice. It's got some Citria, 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 Citria notes. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. So yeah, uh, you would be buying a bunch of this and shipping it back. Well, now what? So, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? So, out of all of these that we have been tasting, which one's our favorite? Which one would we uh, like to have on tap as a keg of? Um, and I'm going back through the lineup, and I mean, there's just it's it's really hard to pick one that's my favorite. Um, Look at the ones that I was probably resonating the most towards. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, fine. Um, and I'm probably sure we're all going to go there. I'm going to probably say Hopworks. Oh, you mean the Ace of Spades beer that was absolutely fantastic? Maybe that one, yeah. You're going to tap the Ace of Spades? Well, damn it. So am I. Okay. Josh. So does that mean there's three Aces of Spades? Two of y'all are cheating. 
Or is there a combo breaker? Combo break this thing. I mean, you can do whatever you want. He'll take that citrus awesome. Actually, I will. I think it's actually better than that. Like, I got a problem with that. Kicking back, watching football, eating a chicken breast because that's all I eat anymore. Yeah, that's that's my life. Do you cook it or just eat it raw? Eat it raw. Awesome. I want that salmon. Clean me out a little bit more. He does uh, uh, raw chicken shooters. Yeah. Yep. Just put some barbecue sauce on it. It's like oysters if you don't think about it. Yeah, exactly. They're just as slimy. Exactly like oysters. Got it. Just as slimy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, that Ace of Spades is no slouch. Don't get me wrong. That's oh, yeah, a for sure. Damn good beer. But there's something about that that just really called my name. It's Jeff. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, be listening next couple uh, episodes from now. Uh, we'll be doing a, a live, or not a live show. We'll be doing a, a remote show at Divine Barrel. We're talking about the uh, upcoming Rosen for Research uh, fundraiser for pediatric cancer and how you can get involved in that if you're interested. Uh, other than that, again, craftbeercast.com is our website. We've got a Patreon. We've got an Instagram. We've got a Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, all those links are on the website. Uh, or if you want to talk directly to Josh for some crazy reason, you can slide into his DMs at CBCast. Grab your cast, CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? Oh. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. All one word. At all the Wells. Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody you've listened to us for however long you have, and we all thank you for listening for as long as you have. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, throw stories up there. We will shout you out on the show and read your article. So you can get two updates at least, if not maybe even three updates. Sometimes even four if Chris is paying attention. Or maybe more if other people are lurking too. Anyway, we'll see. So yeah, you could you could karma farm it on up if you wanted to. <laughs> on that note, yeah, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.